Can we make sure that accent does not make it? Don't worry, I'm not going to do it for real. Guys, let's make an agreement. A, no racism. No racism. B. We'll just no we'll impressions racism. of Indian people. Not C. You. Thank you for not me. Thank you, you for clarifying that impressions are not Fine. racist. That was a good clarification. You know. Yeah. Do do we agree? I don't wait, agree to any of the No racism. No impressions. Raise your hand. Why did you point to me for no racism? I vow. Hey, you are acting like Owen Wilson right now in the Darjeeling Limited, okay, and I am not Francis. okay with this. Welcome Francis. to or the mother. Francis. They're basically the same person. The Darjeeling Limited. No, Darjeeling. welcome to the Film Snobs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are film three on going on a journey topic, going on a journey. We have a guest, Andy Harding. Welcome back. From the light across the oceans. Round two, round two, round two. Kid Chimp, round two. Welcome, Andy. Yo, lots of rounds left, boys. Let's go. go. (laughs) Love it. Love it. We got some good energy here uh, and no impressions of uh, Indian accents. Why not? Because we watched the Darjeeling Limited, Wes Anderson's masterpiece. I love, I love this film. I love it so much. I got some good vibes, good energy. How you feeling, Caleb? I loved it. I thought it was great. Favorite of the four only seen, Wes Anderson films. Now that I've you've only seen. seen four Wes Anderson movies. I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, Bottle Rocket, and Moonrise <laughs> Kingdom, and now seen the Darjeeling Limited. And this is my favorite Wes Anderson so far. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. No, it's there's a lot to go over here. So let's get well, right into you it. Give the summary, Eric? I will give the summary. You yeah. want to give the summary, Eric? I know you said no impressions, but I wanted to do an impression of Ethan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was pretty tame. Immediately after he said it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Darjeeling Limited is about three brothers on a journey to find themselves connect and secretly go visit their mother. Um, The other two brothers do not know that they're going to do that, but um, one of the brothers has a hidden agenda, and so we meet them on a train uh, right after Bill Murray misses his train, and um, yeah, we just follow them on their journey, and hijinks ensue. There's a lot of really well-framed shots. You know the deal, Wes Anderson. Jared, what'd you think? What do I think of the Darjeeling Limited? Well, more than anyone else on this podcast, I am the authority on this movie. You're associated <laughs> to the authority. Because my sister <laughs> owns a tea company called Boston Tea Campaign. Go buy it online, and I will get 10% uh, if you put in the code Jared Film Snob Kid Chimp told you to it's buy It's not a real this. coupon. Don't do that. Um, and all of the tea is grown in Darjeeling, and she She's owns the American branch of the tea company. She is the foremost, uh, what importer of Darjeeling of Darjeeling tea, tea in America. Wow, it's wow. incredible! And it's I cool. drink it. I've got some upstairs. If you guys want me to go that make it for great. you, leave the pod. Go that. make us some the tea. Cod? I'll be I'll be back in uh, five that. minutes. Sweet oh, lemon. Wow, okay. Sweet lime. T- sweet lime tea. Sweet lime. This is really exciting. Uh, I'll be. I'll try to make a whole pot. Thank you. <laughs> this is exciting. Wow. This is so exciting. Jared cool. just left. 
to go. He actually left. He's gone. <laughs> There's an empty spot here. Ethan, what'd you think? Uh, I really like this one. I thought it was, um, I feel like it was most powerful in those subtle moments, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not super, I mean, it's dramatic and it's funny, but the moments that really hit aren't the ones that are, yeah, they're not super obvious. Like things that me. you see, but aren't yeah. said? Or little things okay. that are said in passing are like, oh, wow. Mm. So I really, I thought it was really funny, yeah. but really good and profound and it was yeah i I like didn't want it to end yeah like, i just really loved seeing them interact in this world in this place together i just i could watch that all day i think yeah the comedy was interesting it was like it was able to make us laugh without it being like slapstick or totally yeah it yeah. was just really funny yeah it was good. i get the vibe that's and i've only seen a few wes anderson movies but that's kind of his his type of humor where it it's is. very dry mm-hmm. very quirky. dry um but it, man, it gets a chuckle out of you, and it's it's uh it's wholesome um, humor. It's n- there's nothing too like raunchy, or um, a lot of times you can get people pull out of humor from like oh sexual humor stuff like that. But he's just really funny and endearing and quirky, and I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yep. yeah, very very crisp. Mm-hmm. Andy, uh, Andrew, uh, yeah. Crisp is a good word because visually I know that's how Wes Anderson's style is too. And everything's kind of stands out like pops scene to scene, like all kind of bald. But yeah, um, I think his stuff is weird. Like you're talking about the dry humor with it. And it's not slapstick, but it's just like odd. It's not what you usually experience in film, which is all right. Do you Um, like that or no? uh, It's not exactly my jam. Like it's not my favorite. That's kind of surprising to me. Well, I don't you're kind of like it. quirky and weird and shut the shut the. And <laughs> <laughs> hold my tongue. <laughs> good job, good job. <laughs> Which is hard after hanging out with you guys all night, as you know earlier. Um, no, I I mean I appreciate quirky and stuff. It's just my favorite films make you feel something deeply. I can't say I felt anything deeply in this one. Okay. Like I appreciated moments in it. At the end, like I like how it's it it is. I feel like it was about learning to trust and reconcile through each other and obviously a pretty dysfunctional family. Right. And, and I can appreciate that. And then I can, I can appreciate the visuals and like, yeah, little things in it, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't watched enough Wes Anderson yet. I think that's only the third one I've seen. So. Oh, okay. Hmm. Cool. Very cool. Eric, your thoughts. I love Wes Anderson films. Um, You've seen this before, yeah? I've seen it once before. Um, yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things to say. Um, you know, we can um, we can enter spoily territory um, because I got I got some initial thoughts, but I just I've always loved his his colors, his framing. It's always very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that dry wit that's always a part of it, and it's always been like just. Um, Quick interlude, the water's heating up. I'll be back in a couple minutes. I'll be back. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Jared, I expect some red paint and little dots with the teeth. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I've i always had a bit of a soft spot for India. I love their culture. Um, even though I'm a Christian, I can still appreciate um, their spirituality and their devotion to life and beauty and... Um, happiness and 
um, their ability to um, just thrive and uh, find joy in the little things. And I've always wanted to go to India, and I still do. And this movie takes entire it takes place entirely in India, except for one flashback. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just a treat to kind of just join them on the journey and. It's it's to my knowledge. I mean, I think it's all practical locations. Like they're all they're on location in mm-hmm. India. So, um, yeah, it was just it was just a beautiful beautiful film. And and oh, well, I I think I know some behind the scenes that there were some shots where, um, they they had like built rooms right for some of the um, train scenes and um, mm-hmm. that scene where they're going from passenger to passenger uh, at the end. So. But yeah, no, I love I love his style. Always a fan of his films. It's an automatic watch. Like when Grand Budapest came out, I saw it when it came out opening weekend in theaters. I was so excited to see a new Wes Anderson film. And to this day, I mean, that's why I was like, Caleb, you need to watch that because it is right. easily my favorite cool. of his films. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, maybe you have an agenda. Do you have an agenda? No, no, no. Go, please. Can we talk about the brothers? Yeah. Well, there's three brothers. There's Owen Wilson, uh, Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. and then Adrian Brody. Forget mm-hmm. their uh, characters' names. Yeah. Um, Francis. Francis, Jack, and... Uh, Jack. Alice. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, there's an Alice. There's an Alice? Yeah, it's his wife. I don't remember his name. Right. Oh. That, he's right. <laughs> Alice is the wife's name. The, the one that makes the pots. What the J? Peter. 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 So yeah, they're, uh, and yeah, Brendan. Don't forget Brendan. Oh yeah, Brendan. Brendan. But you get Wait, the three R-I-G brothers. Brendan. Yeah. Um. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but no. Let's. I just, just want to break down each yeah. of the brothers. Um, yeah. Let's start with uh, Owen Wilson. Okay. Um. He's kind of the the one who got them all to, um, come on this journey. Right. He like coerced them into. So what's Francis like? Ethan. Francis, he's... How would you describe that? He's the older brother. He's the oldest brother. He's Owen Wilson. So he's Owen Wilson's character, and he's very, um, very much has a plan, Mm -hmm. almost makes decisions for them Mm -hmm. when they're ordering food, and they're kind of upset about it. And then another time, (laughs) one of my favorite moments is another time when he's like, I'll have this dessert will be, I'll have whatever. You What do you want? You want cookies? Oh, he's going to order for himself. I want the cookies. Did someone <laughs> say cookies? Meow, meow. He looks very reserved. Oh. He looks very reserved. Like, I yes, like I will order for myself. He, somehow he knows his cookies. brothers, but... Right. And that wants to do things for them and treat them almost like children, but they yeah. kind of reject that. Right. Yeah. No, that, that, that was beautiful. And he's also... He... <laughs> He got seriously injured and had to have like brain surgery and face surgery, and so he spends the whole movie wrapped in bandages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and has like one bloodshot eye the whole time. And yeah, that's how a lot of that's how I look and when I run into the wrecking ball that is Andy Harding. Don't get him mad. Whoa, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit about Francis. Yeah, and and we we later learned that that kind of like taking over and and like ordering for other people, we we learned that that comes from their mother, um, right? Who um, he b- basically mimics. Um, and at one point in the beginning of the film, Francis says, "Did I raise you?" Speaking right. to did the, I raise to his, us? Did I raise us? <laughs> yeah. And then he walks away. <laughs> and then he just he just leaves it. That was great. Yeah, I that. yeah. Did I raise us? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I like that there's no response from the other two brothers, too. They're just like, what? 
Say what? Say what did you say? <laughs> say what? I'm like, do they agree a little bit? Are they like, what? <laughs> like, we're just not out of the they're, field. They're like, no, you didn't. Right. And they're dysfunctional, like. Uh, interactions with each other where like they're constantly keeping secrets from each other and then right. constantly recognizing what those secrets are like in the next scene because someone yeah. tells somebody right and there's this there's this like s- like triangle effect going on where it's right. like don't tell him and then he tells him and he's like you told him and he's like i had to and then it like yeah, that, it keeps, that going. keeps happening over and over i over. thought the scene at the end towards the end with the mom when she makes the suggestion let's try to t- express ourselves without words mm. and so each of them gets a look at her mm-hmm. oh did you think that worked i thought that worked i didn't think it worked i thought it worked andy's shaking his head he agrees with me that's right <laughs> kid champ why didn't it work i really thought it worked oh, i kind of zoned out for a moment <laughs> <laughs> okay explain what you mean by worked. didn't hit me in any way i was just like okay here's something that he tried and it just didn't it just didn't land it's okay it happens in movies I want to circle back to moments that hit us. Yeah, but, but we are going through. We are going the through the brothers. So let's go to Adrian Brody's character. Adrian Peter. Brody's character, Peter. He um, is, eats he's, pumpkins. He, he, seemed, he feels like the main character. Mm. I don't know. To me, he felt like the main character. Did you say pumpkins like Ichabod Crane? No, no, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> All right, never mind. Um, but he seems like the most reluctant to come on this trip. He seems the most um, jaded towards his brother. Mm. Um, but he is a family man. He is expecting a child in the next month or so. Um, he, Which he failed to tell his wife that he was going on this trip. <laughs> um, we yeah. find out at the end. Um, <laughs> but um, You didn't tell her? Yeah, I think he... Well, we, I mean, we find out throughout the movie that his, um, well, their father had died and he was the one who was with his father when he died. He got hit mm-hmm. by a taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think he, he carries a lot of baggage with that. Um, I don't know if there's... Some, Literal, metaphorical. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to talk about the scene when they drop <laughs> yeah. everything. Oh, um, that's my... F- okay. Top scenes for um, sure. Yeah. But uh, he... I don't know if he carries a lot of guilt. It felt like guilt, mm. and we don't get into what really happened when his father died. And I thought maybe he was going to get into like somehow he feels like it was his fault. I don't know. His um, mood is 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 constantly morose, sorrowful. Like his face is very. Adrian Brody has a very long face, but he he wears a very long face mm-hmm. for most of the film. Right. Where it's just it's he's never like perky and smiling. It's always kind of like frowning and and long. Uh, and so those emotions kind of carry. Thank you. I got a chalice. Thanks for the tea, Jared. This looks great. Cheers, Guys, ge- cheers we, gentlemen. Cheers. Yeah, I love this, all these glasses. These come from the mountains of Darjeeling. Darjeeling. Once again, that's Boston Darjeeling. Tea Campaign. Look it up online. Buy the tea. It, Thanks, Alexa. It's really good. This is one that she actually made a blend herself, so it's not pure tea. Mine's um, an orange. Yeah, it's got a little orange and cinnamon. And oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm hallucinating. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I forgot Whoa. to tell you about that other stuff Where in there, too. Cinnamon, how dare you? Oh, yeah, like all the different uh, narcotics they're taking <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, they one's taking cough syrup the whole time. The other one's taking, like, a, a muscle relaxant pill. And then Owen Wilson finishes off by being like, yeah, this stuff is, uh, like, opiates or something. Oh, yeah. This is, like, water droplets in his mouth. He's like, don't take more than one. Uh, They're intense. Very intense. Um, yeah, so that is Peter. That's Adrian Brody's character. Now okay. Jack. Who wants to just... Jared or Andy? I think Andy should go. Jack yeah. just kind of seems like he's numb the whole time. 
Like mm. he's the most monotone by far. I don't think his eyes ever express a single emotion. You're right. It's he has a very yeah. still face. He's just dead, like dead, and he straight up lies to his brothers throughout the whole thing. Like mm. when he goes to invite the the one um, stewardess on the train to smoke a cigarette with him in the bathroom. Rita. And then they're asking Rita. where the uh, savory snacks are. <laughs> and he's like, "What savory snacks?" He's like, "I already had my savory snack." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jared's going to say it. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that, that went there. Yep. Yeah, it feels like he, I think my impression was he was the youngest of the three because it felt like he was the brother that's just like discarded in most scenes. Like with the other two, they're just like, Owen Wilson takes charge and is trying to play the mother role like he's learned. And so he's just like, all right, these are all our orders. Oh, you want to order for yourself? Oh, it's the same order I already picked for you. Or he's like, hey, you mm. can sleep above me. Why don't you're in this room? And then he's just like, Jack, yeah, you can just, you can be in the other room. So he's it just like feels just like discarded. Jack kind of feels like he's doing his own thing, right? Like half the time in it. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a writer too. Yes, a freedom writer. But all his writers or all his um, characters are, are fictional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> made that very clear. Well, and he even buys a plane ticket to leave early, so he even himself feels discarded. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like beating him to the punch, basically. Mm-hmm. I think one of the like it's not what the first thing he said, but they're on the train and he comes in. It's kind of funny, but also it's kind of sad. He's like, I don't feel good about myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Right. It's it's said in a very comedic, like, the timing's funny, but also it's like, oh. Yeah. The poor guy. It was, and it was right after. Um, he was his, checking his, up on his. Checking up on his ex. He has the uh, code to her answering machine. <laughs> poor Natalie Portman. Was it Natalie Portman? It's Natalie Portman. No. Oh, where do you get that? From the short film. We didn't see the short film, but in the theatrical versions of Wes's films, he um, usually has a short film that plays beforehand. And um, the short film is basically what goes on in the letter. I think it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Let's watch it while I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, let's put it on. Everyone enjoy your tea. Put on YouTube. Look up Darjeeling Limited Natalie Portman short movie thing on YouTube, and we're going to take a break and watch and zip our tea. Getting dangerously close. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> he said he's getting dangerously close. To what? I don't... Just, oh, okay, the accent, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just talking like I talk. Um. So those <coughs> are the three brothers. Okay. The brothers three. The yes, brothers, the brothers three. three. And the mother, Jared. Oh, yeah, played by Angelica Houston, daughter of the famous John Houston... Son of the famous Walter Houston. What a movie family we have there. John mm. Houston's greatest work, The Dead, from the 80s that she stars in is just a masterpiece. Everyone go watch The Dead by John Houston, 1985. But Angelica Houston, a.k.a. Mom, she's a sister, which means she's a nun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she's in India helping the kids because she feels like helping kids in other countries is more important than helping her own kids when they need her. So she kind of sucks and runs away mm. and is a bad mom. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. Mm. Although she does make them scrambled eggs. And I love it when my mom makes me scrambled eggs. So... Can we can we talk about what you what you meant when you said um, that the look? Do we do we? Yeah, I thought about it watching it this time through because I'm a big Wes fan, um, and I know you. I don't want to bring it down. I I no. think this is a great movie, no, but the emotional part of it, or like the pathos, doesn't really hit me in this movie at all. And I think 
why it hits me so well in Grand Budapest Hotel, which is my favorite Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. is that he kind of keeps the facade up the whole movie, like mm. the way of talking. We we know it's not, he's not like trying to mimic reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of Grand Budapest, it goes black and white and a v- serious moment happens and the narration gets really serious right at the end and it makes you realize the facade of the character earlier. And with this one, it starts with the facade and then he tries to get to some pathos a couple moments in the middle of the film. And I just don't think they mix well together. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't hit me the same way. Cause I don't think the aesthetic matches the pathos that he's going for. Yeah. Which is why I think it works in Grand Budapest. Um, thoughts on that. And I, I don't want to go after Wes cause he's a master, but well, I, I will- think that's why he perfected his thing later. I will disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't disagree with you on the look. So we we set up what the look was. It was um, they had met with their mom and Ethan um, talked about how they were um, going to share a moment without talking. Right. Right. And um, and so the camera pans from one to the other kind of circling twice. Uh, where they're all kind of just looking at each other. And I'm not entirely sure what that was supposed to provoke, but... Um, it was a great idea. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. I just don't... It didn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah. Which I can't explain why, but... Yeah. And same with, uh, same with like, the music is so good when it's the Indian music in the mm-hmm. film. Like, the mm-hmm. Indian music choices are so good. I love right. this, yeah. like, ding-a-ding-a-ding-ding and the whatever percussion. It's like the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right, right. But he has a couple like American indie mic drops, and they just ruin the moment. Oh, I think I liked those. You like them? I, I don't think work, at the they very don't beginning. At the very you beginning, would. I think I, they I mix like well. That. No, I think they do. Yeah, I would because I like it. <laughs> no other reason. And that's another reason I think Grand Budapest works so well is because he doesn't do any of those mic drops. He sticks to hmm. a score that's got the the uh, music that matches where they're at. But I, I don't want to rag on it because I think it's a great movie. But yeah. those are just two. Interesting. Things I had that hmm. were interesting to me that I know they hit you, those moments hit you guys, but for some reason it wasn't working for mm-hmm. me. I would like, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say there are some emotional parts in this movie, but I don't yeah. think it didn't really like make me feel emotional. Hmm. Like I think maybe that look part was supposed to yeah. kind of tug at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Didn't for me, but no. I, I still think yeah. it was like endearing. Yeah. Yeah, it was endearing. But yeah, I I would agree it's not like I was like, oh, this is this is This is meaningful. Me. Yeah. But I get it. Go. I, I get what? it. I just don't feel it. Dude. I just like get it, but I don't feel it. I get that like it's kind of endearing and she's like, Yeah, let's all have a moment with each other. But it kind of feels like it's also still doing what she's taught them all to do. Yeah. Which is just to avoiding yeah, yeah, avoiding mm, yeah. like hardship. Because it's like they're sitting her down. They're super confrontational. Why are you here? I'm having a kid. Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And she's just like tense. And then she's like getting up to go. And she's like, let's try to express ourselves without words. And now we're just smiling nicely at each other and sharing like a we're we're in this moment together, but we're avoiding still everything else. And then she's gone. Yeah, the next, she's like, to bed and then she's like, gone. let's put a pin in it. And then in the morning she's gone. There you go. Sorry, Wes. I'm supposed to not like it. You caught me. You caught me, Wes. For me, what worked about it was she was still so disconnected from them. Mm. Because it starts with her, and she'd been, like, crying. So you almost expect that the three of them are also going to be in tears. But then 
I feel like Owen Wilson's was just like straight up anger. Like, yep. what are you like? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Peter was he was kind of the more emotional of the three, I would say. So he was a bit like sad, I would say. And then, yep. and then Jack, of course, was kind of stoic. <laughs> Numb. So even though she was trying to, but, she was herself like having num, 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 having num, this num, num, moment f- with them. She's you know, oh, I'm crying, and they're all just like not into it. Yeah, but Jack asked her the most provoking question of it all, and she was like, she was like, she, he was like, but where were you? Hello. Who who are you? Where were you in our in our? Yes, you guys. I don't like that at all. Andy and I I'm listening to what you're Andy saying. Andy and I Eric. are just trying to make each other laugh from across the room. I'm sorry. So 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 Jack, <laughs> he asks her the most important question and she she just kind of looks behind her and she's like, "Who are you talking to? You're not talking to me, are you?" Right. Like you can't be talking to me. I have no answers to these questions. Right. Like and just totally shuts him down. Yeah, I was like, "Oh." Just like, "We brutal. need you to be a mother to us." And she's like, who me? Not taking right. accountability. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, oh, just completely was... running away from her problems. Yeah, um, and then literally running away in the morning. She ran away for real. And it's interesting that even the village people were like, "Yeah, she does this sometimes." She just goes as away. in as in they have normalized it also, that she just like pieces out and just like leaves them. Hmm. Yeah, <sighs> Weird. it was just, it was so deep. But um, anyway, so I want to go around and. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the emotionality of this film, but mm. what moments hit you hardest? So you were just like the the penny drops on that moment. Oh, easy. It can be, it can be an emotional moment for me. It was I, I did have an emotional moment in this in this film, but it doesn't have to be. It can be just something that that really hits you hard. And uh, yeah, we'll go Jared and then around. Easy. The kids coming back in the bus to say, we want you to attend the funeral. Mm. For those of you that don't know, because you haven't watched the movie, and shame on you for not watching the movie yet. Actually, no, you're don't okay. Shame them. You can You can listen. <laughs> I take it back. Just I, give us, just give us, just go to our Patreon. Um, <laughs> we don't we should a start Patreon. a Patreon. <laughs> and if you listen, it, uh, one of the rules of film snobs is if you listen before you watch the movie, you have to pay us 10 bucks. It's just how it goes. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the they were traveling and they saw these kids trying to bring some cargo across a river and it went wrong and they went and tried to save a couple of them and one of them unfortunately passed away. Well, was killed. Was killed in the drowning. Um, and then Adrian Brody still brought him out from the water with him killed. And they went to the village and brought him to the family and stuff. And then they were going to leave the next day. But then some kids come back on the bus and they're like, because they're about to leave the village. And they're like, no, we want you at the funeral. I was like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's accepting of people who aren't you who did something good by saving a couple of your children and you or just accepting them as people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was this... That's, oh, go ahead. Well, no, that's why I think that Adrian Brody has a sense of guilt from his father dying. Ooh. Is because... What, what when, symbolism? When he, when, I didn't even he, pick up when that. When he has the kid, uh, he like... Wow. Well, obviously, you know, someone died and he cares a lot, but he, like it felt like he has this guilt. He's like, I couldn't save this kid. Just like maybe he felt a guilt like he couldn't save his dad when he was with him when he died. And so it's like... This parallel. Well, even yeah, earlier, parallel. even earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. he said, "With with dad's blood all over me," and right. then he comes yeah. out of the river with this kid's blood all right. over him. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. Later, I didn't connect this till now, but like when they're leaving, and the kid who's flagging down the bus, and he he pulls him aside, and he says, "Hey, I want you to tell him 
that I held on to him the right. whole time. Yeah. Right. That like mm. he's like I tried to save him. He was alive until like he hit the rocks and I had him the whole time. And I thought that moment was weird. I didn't connect that to mm. his mm. dad. But then that makes mm. sense. That makes it make sense. Right. Was this anybody else's moment from the film? And it's okay if you mm. had an overlapping moment. Was yeah, for for me it totally was. Okay, then just that. Let's 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 quick let's stay on this for just a quick sec because you and let's I just, had let's just I, you know what I think rather than talking about it and staying on it I would like all of us to just look at each other across the room and that might communicate more. <laughs> this so, is good podcast material. Okay. So um, all right, all right go. I'll, I'll describe the looks. Andy looks psychotic. Caleb is sad and a little bit scared. Ethan raised an eyebrow, um, like Count Olaf, and Eric just did a whip pan to my face. <laughs> And it is, I might have to leave. <laughs> Somehow the mic picked that up. Wow. Uh, no, I just want to... that I, has been Film Snob <laughs> Looks. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Jared Kloffenstein, and that has been Film Snob Looks, and I made them tea. Um, okay, so let's let's just stay here for a quick sec, because we had the same scene. I, I don't know if we had the same moment, but do you want to describe... Was it the same moment that... Um, I think that one... Um, I think as someone who's lived in a different country and when someone invites you to something like that, that's mm. big deal. That's significant. An and invitation. so I just really love that, that what that meant mm. that this village was taking these Americans in. Mm. And even whenever like that whole sequence starts, mm. um, I thought was, like the like, air gets sucked out. I was of the like, room. "Oh man, here yeah. come the tears." <laughs> it's so like that, it, all the music stopped. Yeah, there was even that moment where Owen is laying down, and there's it's just yeah. silence. Yeah, there's literally no noise, and there's almost no foley either in the movie. It's just like complete silence, and you just feel like the the difference in that scene. And I feel like the little moments that also. I felt where was I think the father of the of the dead boy he's like caring for the body and taking his time with it mm -hmm. and cleaning it and then preparing it and mm -hmm. he, he's kind of ceremonial they're all kind of watching him lay him out and that was really moving I really mm -hmm. thought that was wow that really got me <laughs> the dad is who got me my most impactful moment was um, when they were finally leaving for the second time and they're standing there and the village surrounds them little wow. little by little you know the he does that wes anderson thing where it's like on them and then he pans to the right and then it's the boy waving down the truck and then it pans again to the right and there's more people coming in from the field and it pans back to the boy and then it pans back to the brothers so it's doing like these kind of turns and yeah. each turn there's more and more people surrounding the brothers and the final pan, um, the dad is coming with his two surviving kids. And, oh, God, it was just like, yeah. it was gratitude mm. for what these men in this moment did. And they didn't have to. They didn't have to save these little boys. They didn't have to um, be so gracious and accept the invitation to come to the funeral and to be present. But they saw them off as they entered the bus and they continued on their journey. They, they prayed for them and they saw them off and in, and they showed up in force and it was just, it was beautiful. It was absolutely yeah, that was beautiful. And I don't think a tear rolled down my cheek, but I definitely welled up and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty good scene. I liked it. Yeah. 
So let's move on to Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. What was your what was your hard hitting scene? Um, you know, Adrian Brody's character, Peter, mm-hmm. is very stoic. Doesn't show many emotions. Mm-hmm. But I think the only time he shows an emotion, and I don't know why this is, but the this is the part that I thought was impactful. Uh, he's reading his brother's uh, Jack's mm-hmm. um, short story, and then he goes to the bathroom, and it's just shot, a shot of him reading it, and you can see a tear kind of mm-hmm. welling in his eye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as he's reading it. Doesn't fall. I don't know if that's like love and pain and grief for his brother because he knows it's he's reading it as like even though. Pete Jack says that they're fictional characters. Both brothers make the mistake right. of putting themselves in their, his short story. Right. No, I think the story is about the father dying in the car crash. Right. Yeah. Oh, is. I thought the short story was uh, about Natalie Portman. No. But that's... No, because they mentioned a couple times how it was about, like, I did. I thought you left the keys, or I thought... Right. The uh, car, right. I, he's like, I don't remember the part with the car, so I'm pretty sure it was a recounting of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And it... Yeah. My bad. And I could I, be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. No, I got that too, and yeah. that it was like, it w- it wasn't fictional. Like it was the actual story. Right. They're not. So they, he's denying it. Yeah. When it's mm-hmm. obvious that they're the mm-hmm. ones. That's that. why at the end when he's mm-hmm. about to say they're fictional and he doesn't right. because he's mm-hmm. like finally accepting that. Right. Yeah. You know what? I'm being honest through my storytelling here, and this actually happened. Right. Mm. Yeah. That moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a that good was, moment. That was that's yeah. a good moment. That was good. Andrew? Yeah, I think the moment that hit me the hardest is when um, Peter turns to the two German women and just is like, can you please quiet down? (laughs) (laughs) That was like Andy when he was talking about Papa John's and Subway earlier today. Yeah, for real. Sometimes you just need to let it out, you know? Yeah, you got to let out that anger at Papa John. (laughs) No, um, I mean, yeah, the moments you guys already talked about were probably the better ones. Um, I'd say just like one of the final shots at the end, too, when he pulls out the passports and he's like handing them back Mm. and he's finally letting go of like the control as the oldest Mm -hmm. brother of like, I need to have us all together and I'm willing to let you go. And they're both like, no, why don't you keep it? Like, actually, it's better with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's just this moment of like reconciling. I think that in tandem with the moment of of um, Jack reading the short story again that he's writing out, which is yeah. clearly him visualizing, mm-hmm. trying to let go of his ex. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, and him pausing and almost saying it's fictional and then not. Both of those feel like redemptive moments. Speaking of, like, of letting go of his ex, how good is the smashing of the perfume bottle? Oh, <laughs> They're like, we need to get rid of this. And he just takes a flashlight and he just smashes it. It's terrible, though, because and now they smell like her the entire rest of the time. <laughs> so, oh, wow. like, way later in the film, they're Perhaps. like, what's that smell? It's the it's Voltan number six. six. <laughs> Perhaps a metaphor, smashing the, the perfume bottle mm-hmm. that symbolizes the woman he's trying to let go of with the flashlight of truth. Excellent segue. How many moments of symbolism and metaphor are in this oh, movie? So I counted, many. and the official count is four million three hundred sixty-two thousand and one hundred one hundred one. Okay, that's good. Wow, that's a lot. There was a lot. <laughs> I think there was about four million less than that, uh, but <laughs> that's still, also hun- still, still hundreds of thousands. Still <laughs> thousands of moments of. Symbolism. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I no, think the- yeah. The, I think the best one is the whole time they're like fighting over their father's baggage. Yes. Um, and there's like they're traveling with all this luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's sentimental to them. It's their father's mm-hmm. luggage. Um, but at the end, they're trying to run for the train, and then they <laughs> drop their baggage. Literally, and they're literally getting rid baggage. of their father's baggage. Yeah. Uh, and hopping onto the train. I was yeah. Like, oh. 
it was nice. Yeah, that was my most uh, my my favorite uh, moment of symbolism. Mm-hmm. I sure. thought mine, my the one that I liked the most was um, when they're all <laughs> in the in the airport and they're in the bathroom. They're like shaving and and then he's like, "Can I have the scissors?" And he cuts away all the bandages. We finally see what happened mm. to his face. And it's definitely not <laughs> like mm. clearing up. Mm. And he just says something like, I still got a lot of healing left to do. Mm. Wow. And, yeah. and they're like, they're just, they're, they're just looking at him just as he is. And then he, they're like, one of them says, you know, but it's going to add a lot of character to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, oh, I just love that. I love that exchange. I love what they're all looking at. They're all looking at him in the mirror. Yeah. Not like at him directly. I love that. It's all just in front of us. And right. It's, it's like I'm stuck in a mirror. Oh. I'm mirror standing back at me. Oh. And I have my cut up face now. Oh. And I'm in Darjeeling on a train with my brothers. Oh. That was a good rendition. Um, yeah. do you, uh, question no. about the bandages. Do yeah. you think he was really in a motorcycle accident or do you think there was an I think it was. Suicide? I think it was an elephant attack. Attempted suicide. Yeah. Well, he kind of says as much that he did it on purpose. Yeah, he says he did it on purpose. Oh, he, he did say that it was yeah, to his mother. Mm-hmm. He yeah. says that. Well, and I not, like... So, yeah, not like a, a stunt, but... Uh, no, it was definitely was not a stunt. I don't think it was. Not like an evil Knievel type thing. No. <laughs> uh, Owen surely Knoven. tried to surely hurt not. himself. Yeah. No, I, I think I think from that moment on also, he is more authentic. He is more open. And he has he has literally taken the mask off of his face. That Open, honest, vulnerable, true to himself. That yep. he has been wearing the entire Hashtag film. Bachelor. <laughs> what? That's what they You're say. Right, yeah. That's what they say in that show. I wouldn't know. You don't need to watch it. Should Should we plug True Snob Theater or True Snob Theater? Ricky's gone today. I miss Ricky. Ricky's uh, adds a lot of laughs to the pod. You guys are just a barrel of duds. Whoa. <laughs> and, <laughs> That was a screech. <laughs> I, that was not pleasant. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I just mean that Ricky's funnier on the podcast than you guys are all typically. And Ricky and I have a sideshow called True Snob Theater, and we covered an episode of The Bachelorette, and it's probably the best episode of Film Snobs, but it's not Film Snobs. It's True Snob Theater, and you should go listen to Where it. Where are we? Where were we? <laughs> Jared's high off the of his criticism. Metaphor Andy, metaphors. Symbolism. Andy, metaphor, symbolism. What you got? Oh, Jared's calling Ricky. I think. Are you calling him? Hey, Mush- hey, Muji, Muji, how you doing today? I'm all right. Where are you? I'm at home. What did you think of the Darjeeling Limited starring Adrian's Brody? You know, I didn't see it yet. What did you think of Owen Wilson's bandages? You know what? Hashtag too white. Caleb wants me to hang up on you. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go the way I wanted. <laughs> that was too I polite. I felt like I was hung up on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up now. Ricky sounded sad. Yeah, he, uh, he, did he, had, a, sad. he had a... Um, uh, Colorado, he had Colorado winning the NCAA tournament and they lost mm. while we were watching this movie. So it's really sad. Poor buffs. Yeah. Yeah. Something I don't care, really care about. Anyway. Andy, Andy, metaphors. <laughs> metaphors. Where are I don't know. Meta one, two, three, four. You guys talked about some good ones. I don't got one off the top of my head right now. Come That's back fine. if I get if I get it. Hmm. 
Bill Murray, best role in the film, or is that um, disputed? Rita. I, I think it was symbolic that um, he couldn't let go of his own baggage and he missed the train. Mm. You think oh. Bill Murray? If he just let go of his baggage, he would have he would have been able to get Maybe on. Maybe he was the ghost of their dad. Do you think the train ghost. is a metaphor for life, and we can't truly ride life unless we drop our baggage? No, too deep. Yeah, you're can't right. Truly ride <laughs> you <know what>? life. <laughs> you can't grab life by the horns and give it a ride unless you drop your baggage. Too much. Too much. Really? You know what? Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, you are much. you're not a dud. Wow. Live fast, die young. Yeah. Bad girls yeah. do it well. Yeah. Live fast, die young. Yeah. Bad girls yeah. do it well. Live fast, die young. Bad girls do it well. Hashtag MIA. <laughs> Not familiar with this. Um, what did you guys... Okay, so what did, let's let's transition. What did you guys think of how it was shot? This Wes Anderson has a very specific style. Do you like it? Do you not like it? I like it. <laughs> all right next like right. or no i mostly like it <gasps> okay what what don't you like sometimes the 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 quick pans the pans are a bit jolting hmm. sometimes not always mm-hmm. sometimes so sometimes i'm like okay that was a lot <laughs> but other than that I, I really enjoy his style and the way that he frames things and yeah, yeah i really do like it <laughs> there's so many shots that i was like ooh. I want to get that printed on a canvas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many of those. Did you know one. that when he does his pans, he always goes like north to south or south to north. He refuses to go east, west, west, east because of lighting. Wow. Wait, say that again. I missed um, it. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be taken as proof. <laughs> no, I was like, what, what are you talking about? Caleb, you think he Caleb's only does natural lighting? <laughs> I was like, what? Caleb's Any artificial like a, lighting? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it was hard for him to fully have. Con- He's a very controlled filmmaker, yeah. and I think in this movie, because they were traveling as they were making it, it was hard for him to control the environment. Mm-hmm. And I think he thrives more in an environment where he can control. Where a, a Terry Malick or mm-hmm. Terrence, please come on the pod. He thrives in nature because his uh, style is more free flowing. Where yep. Wes is very storyboarded for the most part and it needs its composition right and it, it's sometimes hard to pull <coughs> off in this one we're like in grand budapest where he's got all his locations right. it's like picture perfect yeah i agree mm-hmm. and i think one of my favorite shots where he um jack is coming back in from listening to the voice messages and it goes to the stewardess uh and then it goes to the next one and then you see in the next car behind him, it's like all just like panning from side to side. So you see behind him, Jack comes back into the train. You see him going down the corridor. It pans left back to the brothers where it started. And then he comes in and it's all just like, it's all just like a slide. Like it's on yeah. a, like it's on a rail. And those are my mm-hmm. favorite parts are the, the stuff in the train. And it that's was where he beautiful. had that controlled environment. It was beautiful. Yeah. Simple. The, the train is good. It's so a simple. way to like give, um, exposition without like a bunch right. of random cuts it's like we're just gonna slide along here yeah, and it's I gonna love, show you everything and I love that he, yeah i love that he doesn't do over the shoulders he always he always just yeah. does the face looking at you rather than having having someone's shoulder being a part of the shot and i prefer that so i love that yeah cohen's yeah. do that a lot too did you did you like how he 
Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree. It's interesting hearing the contrast to like Terrence Malick and talking about being free flowing because I think it too, like the the quick cuts or the transition or pants to other people, it makes certain images and, and things stand out in your mind too, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes I agree with Ethan that sometimes it's kind of choppy, um, but it's also like it, it, it leaves you with an impression, just yeah. like Terrence Malick leaves you with an impression because you feel immersed and lost in something. But so, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of the quick whips that Wes does. I think they're, you, yeah, not many people mm-hmm. do that, and I love it. it uh, it's a jolt, but it's like a good jolt. It's like when you have, like, I don't know, what would give you a jolt if you ate it or drank it? Maybe, like, some Darjeeling green tea by Boston Tea <laughs> Campaign. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. That's um, there it is. No, yeah. I, I agree with Andy. I think I think the, 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 the framing of it, uh, it, 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 it makes it look like a picture, and it stays in your mind better. I think because it's like it's <laughs> literally it it looks literally framed. Yeah. In some of his shots, the window of the of the train is the frame of the shot, and so and and right. so you get you get these things stuck in your mind, and you can literally close your eyes, take a snapshot, and it could be it could be a wallpaper on your on your desktop. Yeah, I mean, computer. and it, it matches thematically with the characters because it's it's such a facade, a carefully constructed thing that they're trying to present to each other, and um, that's why the aesthetic matches the the themes, which I really like about Wes. He does that well. Hmm. I think one shot I would love to get um, printed is them with their baggage at the train in the village. At the train station, or at the you know, the yeah, stop. The the, the you're like three on one side. All their baggage is over here, and there's so much more of it. It's literally like a ten foot wide train that station. You're like, I can't believe that's all the baggage for three people. Yeah, yeah. it's so much. Yeah, they have a lot of baggage. Yeah, it, that's yeah. a great shot. Mm. I like um, I like the quick pans, but also the quick zooms. I think yes. that's yeah, fun. the zooms are good. Z- z- yeah, yeah, it's like, and uh, especially they were what. When they were walking through the market and buying the snake and the loafers, that was there the, was a long was the, telephoto shot. Yes, of um, yeah, from a roof somewhere. That was a really of good them shot. Going through, and I really liked that shot as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is when uh, Peter and Francis. Wait, is it Francis? Francis yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, are fighting, and then they just get maced by Jack. Oh, yeah. And then he's, <laughs> and then there's a quick cut, and it's just him. Sprinting into the glass and it just kind of shattering. He thinks there's not glass, and then it just. (laughs) Even though it's not, it has the logo printed on on the glass. So like, (laughs) it's not like he's walking into nothing. (laughs) He's clearly walking into a glass pane. But what's funny and ironic, or maybe not ironic about it though, is you talking about how literal windows framing a shot, and that one is right. He's filming through it, yeah. And then it's like all the picture perfect shots, and the scene is ridiculous because he's macing everyone, and it's this perfect image of them chasing him down but they can't see him because of all the mace in their eyes and then right. he turns around and he freezes for a split second and then smashes it and it's just like the perfect <laughs> the picture perfect image is just like this place is a wreck these people are a wreck. right and now they're kicked off the train yeah shattered mm. yeah have you guys ever ridden on a train before my grandmother uh, yes. loves trains. i've ridden on really? so many trains i'm a chicago. big train fan Two, I uh three chicago boys right chicago. Here. yeah i lived l train i took the l train every l. week red line took the mm. tube in london when i was there i love a good train nice. yeah. you've been to wrigley you've been on the red line uh Actually, soon the colorado springs to denver um bullet Hyper- train hyperloop yeah we soon need enough, like, shout I out w- elon musk such a tangent but <laughs> how do we not have a train I, right how it's archaic how we don't have a train. We used to. We were a trolley downtown city. We had trolleys. 
Any um any final thoughts on this film? I've always wanted to do one of those trains where it's like the teeter totter things that you're pumping up and down. Charlie Chaplin, just like Jared and I. Pump that would be fun. That would be a kid's music video for sure. Pump it, yes. Good pick, Eric. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is great. Thanks for picking it. This was a this was a good example of three brothers going on a journey. Um, and do you think they found what they were looking for? Sounds like Homeward Bound. <gasps> oh, <laughs> that's your pick. So oh, help me. Well, Jared's already picked his, right? I no, it. I haven't picked mine yet. I thought your pick was yours. Is this week? Oh, okay. I hope you've picked something. I have. And I thought your pick was part two of oh, Until yeah. the End of the World. You said that in the group chat. That was a joke. Wait, there is no part two. You guys watched well, it in two parts. Well, we watched it in two parts. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a sequel. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's a sequel? Thank you for trying to take away my control over my own life and like my ability I'm, to I make I was just control. repeating okay. what you said. My freedom. Anyway, Thanks, Caleb. Owen Caleb, Wilson's character. Pick? Thanks, Owen Wilson's character. Would you guys like to know what I picked? I would. For my movie for Let's next week. Let's go on a picnic. I have chosen the 1995 animated classic, a goofy movie, a father-son. Oh my god! Father-son road trip movie. <laughs> I am so excited. We get to listen to Power. You know Line. what? Ethan and I are busy guys, that night. No. I forgot to you tell know, you. No, you guys. Ethan are and I are going to be out of town. We're going to be prepping for a Tuesday. Yeah, we're prepping for a Tuesday. Ethan, Ethan's speaking at Bible study <laughs> at my Bible study. Uh-uh. So, uh-uh. tough noogies. You guys are coming, okay? Okay, I am legitimately excited. I am excited about that pick, actually. <laughs> Hey, look out for that new Kid Chim track, Goofy Goo, coming out 2021. Goofy Goo coming at you. Yeah, Goofy gets smashed. I'm legitimately excited. I'm really excited. No, that was like one of my favorite movies. Please tell me it's only like 74 minutes or something like that. It's maybe an hour 15. It's not long. 75. Yep. Actually, fun fact that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Yeah, I was like, um, I think it was hey, like save seven, the fun, seven or eight. Save the fun facts for the okay, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Let's go in with a good attitude, huh? <laughs> with like, smiles l- on our faces. Let's go in with an MXP attitude. Yeah, oh, let's, let's do that. Oh, I love most extreme primates. Good lord. Uh, okay. Well, cool. thanks, Navis, for coming along. Thank you, Andy, Andy for coming on the pod. Andy, thanks for Andrew, being here. always a pleasure. You're welcome. Since you're in my home, you. I'm going to be on the pod. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll see you next week, guys. Cool. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Our snubbies, we had a really good time with you. We had a really, really good time.